Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Karista, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass, and I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we are all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Love Always Self. We have an exciting announcement. We have been working diligently for the past few months to create our website, and we are excited to announce that we have officially launched lovealwaysself.com. On our website, you will find opportunities to join our community to receive updates and announcements of new content and future offerings, channeled messages from Mount Glass, expanded discussions of topics from our weekly episodes, and a marketplace so you can purchase products that we've created, as well as other favorited products that we use to expand our awareness and consciousness. Soon, we will be adding our own Patreon to offer monthly member-only exclusive content. So check us out at lovealwaysself.com today. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> Hi! Hello, hello. Happy day. Happy days. <laughs> Welcome to Love Always Self. I am Shira. And I'm Karista. And I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so excited about this topic today. I'm a little nervous because it's a lot of information, but you know, I, I hope it stretches your noodle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stretch some noodles. Let's do this. Let's so, do this. Today, um, we wanted to talk about some of the science that supports interconnectedness or the collective conscious and how this supports the theory of distance healing and psychic abilities. So I think Shira and I have had several questions from friends and family members about, you know, how is this a thing? Is this like just a random gift that you know, occurs on an individual basis? Does it just like, wham, hit you one morning and you're like, whoa, like <laughs> I'm connected. I know things I shouldn't know or didn't expect to know, but we uh, don't believe that that's just a gift, right? It is actually something that you can learn and practice and develop. So which is exactly what I did. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> And then I'm sure on previous podcasts, like your episodes that we've recorded, I have stated, you know, I don't normally say that I have a gift, right? I normally say I learned an ability that we all have. And now I'm, I've been learning how to practice that. So I kind of consider it like, you know, how we have our five senses, you know, taste, smell, hearing, touch, all the other, the other one, I'm missing one, but we have the five senses. This is, you know, the 
sixth sense or another sense that we haven't necessarily learned to practice or dive deeper into, you know, to uh, strengthen those senses. So when we don't connect with that, when we don't practice it, you know, we not to say we don't have it or lose it. It's just not well-tuned or developed. Or, so, yeah, or not like front and centered, or it's maybe like numbed a bit or something. Yeah, you know? I think because that's a great way to put it. There's also a lot of people out there that have this since the day they were born and they've stuck with it. You know, maybe they were in a bit of a more supportive environment to do that, or they weren't in a supportive environment, but they said, we don't care about that. And I'm just going to continue with these abilities. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there's all sorts of, you know, different situations for everyone that has these experiences or abilities and some people just learn how to do it we want to share that there's a lot of science behind what we're doing and what we've learned and what we are continuing to practice and maybe reduce the thought process a little bit of it being so taboo or or, yeah or like woo woo or right whatever mystical or witchy (laughs) or I don't know like yeah we're we're not pulling rabbits out of a hat by any means but we are definitely connecting with that intuitive gut feeling right that that's kind of one of the examples of intuition is you just get a gut feeling that something's going to happen or just something isn't right or you shouldn't walk that path but should walk down the other one instead. So that's just, you know, again, saying we all have those senses, those moments, those thoughts where we're like, Hmm, I wonder where that came from. You know, like deja vu is another example. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. So, you know, and, and as far as the science, right, this is still a new realm in which science is exploring because you know, it, it, it's not something easy to monitor or experiment with because I think a lot of it is subjective information. So w- while there is definite science backing, there's a lot more to learn and to understand. And, you know, just because we can't prove it right now with our limited senses, our limited scientific ability does not mean that it's not valid because tell me if, if you can disprove it, then maybe I'll think otherwise. But until you can disprove it, it's still definitely a possibility. It's, it's kind of like God, right? You can't prove it. You can't, uh, it, it, it exists, but you also can't prove it. It doesn't. Right. (laughs) So Oh um, boy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Should we throw a trigger warning? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so um one of the studies that I found very interesting that that just kind of shows that we're all connected is the the twin photon experiment. And this was done somewhere in Geneva in like the 1990s, where they took a photon and separated it into two particles and sent them far apart from each other, you know, like seven Seven miles miles, or kilometers, something like that, something pretty far. And what they did was they tested, you know, if they 
messed with, <laughs> almost threw an F-bomb there. If they messed with one photon, what would happen to the other one? And what they found was if they, you know, impacted this photon, the other photon immediately showed the same effect as the original one. So it's saying that if you do something to this one, this one also has the same effect. So they are connected. Doesn't matter the distance. Right? right? So we are energetic beings, right? We're energetic beings having a physical experience. And that means that whatever I say or do about myself, say I say something mean about myself, I am not only impacting myself, but I'm also impacting others around me. And same thing if I say something bad about you, Shira, right? I am negatively impacting you, whether or not you hear it, whether or not you feel it, whether or not you experience it somewhere in your energetic being, it's impacting you. Which is interesting because you know how sometimes when you get this sense of someone that you are maybe a bit more connected to than others, and you're just like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call somebody or so-and-so today. I don't know why. I just feel like maybe something's off, you know? And you call them and you find out that like they've been upset or they've had a tragedy mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, like in that's in the realm of that, of what yeah. you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of you may have heard of a philosopher, Carl Jung, who um, actually coined the term collective unconsciousness and even, you know, went as far to say that we are connected on this other thought level that we can't visualize. So one of the theories that he presented was that we have actual ancestral uh, patterns that are passed on through, you know, generation to generation. So um, is this like in the sense of like how um, ancestral trauma can be captured in memory in your DNA mm -hmm, and passed mm -hmm, on and passed on mm -hmm, and can even affect your present yes. and, and, and things yes. that are occurring on with you in this time and yeah. space or yeah, mm -hmm, illusion mm -hmm. time and space? Yeah. So these types of characteristics are almost like imprinted as a result of evolution. So some people would say, oh, that's just like a pattern, a top pattern. But what about like, as you know, the, the generations move on, you know, several lineages, you know, and we still have these patterns, you know, it, it, is that saying that we're not connected? I'm going to go on the, uh, so, so if, if we wanted to, you know, I don't, I'm not a big on the divide, but if we're going to divide it up between like the actual spiritual scientific, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, combo here, right? So the research that has been done, the information that's been passed uh, based on those, you know, actual studies or peer reviewed studies in comparison to things that I've just learned or tapped into. And while I'm, you know, having a conversation with Mount Glass or, you know, learning from, you know, others uh, that are, you know, spiritual teachers or whatever, you know, there, there is a direct correlation. And, and I learned this when I did my past life regression, mm -hmm. right? I went in during that, that hypnotherapy session, right? Because that's what a past life regression session is. They put you in a state of um, hypnosis and you tap into the memories or consciousness of 
your past lives, right? And when I did that and I learned about some of the experiences that I had in my past life, I also learned that I was directly connected to experiences that I was having in this life and it was affecting me even to my health. And that actually showed itself up, which is interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the the aftermath of the past life of the PLR, we're going to call it PLR. We're going to acronym it like we do everything else. And <laughs> the trauma that I experienced, like one of my uh, ways that I had died in a past life was by stabbing in my stomach. And it, I have a lot of intestinal uh, stomach issues in this life. And there was a reason I was shown that because it showed me that connection. And that, that area where I was stabbed at also happens to be where I got cervical cancer. So yeah, yeah there, there's so many weird connections when it comes to things like that. And, and that does happen, which is why they offer, you know, which is why therapists offer like these types of past life regression sessions. So you can work on those traumas that you have had even in past lives or even just in the past of your own current life. So it's mm -hmm. fascinating. It's mm -hmm. absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I was even reading, I, I don't think it's a study, but uh, an amalgamation of studies and information. The article is called Scientific and Spiritual Implications of Psychic Abilities. And, you know, all of, all of these little studies will we'll link everything so that you can do your own research and, and we are showing our resources. But basically in this paper, it talks about how the, the belief that time is an illusion, right? So everything is happening all at once. The past, the future, the present is all happening at once. And, you know, when we get these like dreams and it feels like something that's happening in the future, right? And we wake up and then we experience something from that dream. It's like the, the future is coming in to tell us, to guide us. And then that actually calls into question you know, in, in this paper, it even talks about this, how we can impact our health now by looking back at our inner child or our uh, past self and actually focusing on healing some of those past traumas or illnesses, even starting at like the seated, you know, point of time when these things began. And that can actually help to improve healing from these illnesses and traumas. And I think that's just absolutely fascinating. It is fascinating. That we're reading this on paper, not just as like a theory, but as this is what we're seeing, that there is unsurmountable evidence that, you know, you can influence your future self, you know, or past self, which can influence the now or influence the now, which can affect the past self or the future self. It's, it's, <laughs> it was, it, we're just going to take it up a notch, right? So literally, if you hear somebody that says, you know, I'm, I've had traumas in my past or I grew up and I had like a hard, a hard childhood and somebody tells them to send that younger self love, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and keeping in mind that, you know, we believe and, and trust me, I, I, I really believe this, that you can, because 
in what I've been shown, it's all happening simultaneously. The things that we perceive as a past, mm-hmm. the things that we perceive mm-hmm. as the future has all, has all already played out or still playing out. And, and it's all kind of like, it's almost as if it's running in parallel to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and our focus, our consciousness is focused on this exact time, this now, every now moment, every single now moment, every time I do anything, it's focused in this now moment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we say, you know, send love to your younger self, um, your intention, your thought with your intention and emotion behind it, that is actually happening. And so the rest of that younger selves play out, it does affect them. And so when you go and you attempt to heal your traumas from your perceived past, you are doing that. You are healing that. And, and it does impact you even in the present, even in the now moment. It, it's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely amazing to, I mean, to see it, that. There's actually quite a bit of research that shows that a person's thoughts can impact their physiological functioning. Mm you know, of themselves, of even a distant person. So somebody that they're not physically nearby, which actually brings me to a term that, you know, I I learned it's called non-locality. And basically this is supported by that twin photon experiment that I mentioned earlier, where there's a surprising coherence between distant entities. So again, if you do something to one photon, it impacts the other one. So if you do something to one person, it's going to impact all the people because we're all connected. So it's interesting because it's even mentioned in this study or this paper that psychic abilities and remote viewing are demonstrations of our personal experience with non-local connection in consciousness. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a fascinating story. Let's Let's do this. Let's deep dive. This might be a long one. Sorry. So this is a fascinating uh, situation. When I, when I was out during my surgery and I, for the first time in my entire life, had no other choice, but to just sit still and do nothing else besides maybe watch TV, play on my laptop, whatever, whatever I could handle as far as in a setup position. Right. Um, I decided to start doing a lot more. I mean, cause I was highly motivated to learn how to heal myself, like highly motivated And so I had taken a course to start learning about more about me. What am I capable of? Right. Just simply asking the question, what am I capable of? There's all these fascinating, you know, stories from other other people learning how to tap into this thing called unconsciousness or consciousness or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to learn more about it. So it was just a fascination at first. And the first appointment that I had with my coach was to just see, just try to do, what do you call it? Uh, the remote viewing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, sure, we'll try sure, that. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, give it a little tickle tickle. <laughs> couch. So like, yeah. So, you know, I closed my eyes and, uh, you know, I, and, and she was like, okay, you know, and she kind of walked me through a meditation just to simply calm my mind and, you know, clear my mind and things like that. It was very, it was not complicated at all. And it took 
maybe a five minute meditation at the most. And then I just started getting these like mental images in my head, right? Like when you remember a photo from your past so well and that you can give yourself every detail of when that photo was taken, what was going on and playing around you during, like playing out around you during that, when that picture was taken, like you just remember it that well. Mm -hmm. It was, it's like that, but at the same time, it's moving, right? It's in motion. So I guess, you know, day and age nowadays, we all have videos on our phones. So if you can remember a video that you took of like a friend's party or something, and you like are doing this like selfie video and you're like, oh my God, remember that video we took when we were doing, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or we like, you know, had some fireball shots or whatever. I don't know. And, <laughs> oh my God. It's been so long. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, don't do this. And uh, it, it's like that, right? So I started getting these images of you know, this like airplane, like a toy airplane and like a, like a cartoon, uh, poster and like all this stuff. Mind you, the person I was talking to, I've, I've never been to her house. She's in, she's in a completely different state than I live in. You've never actually met her in person. Never met her in on person. Zoom and on the phone. Yeah. Right. The only thing I could see was her, her face and, um, you know, her shoulders and above and a bookshelf that's behind her. And that's it. That's all I could see. And I'm describing everything that's coming to my head that I'm kind of getting this like mental image of that, like how I just described. And she's like, you're in my son's room. <laughs> which is directly above her office. I was describing everything in her son's room. She's like, okay, now I want you to visualize that you're coming out the door and you're taking a left and you're going down the stairs and you're going into the first door on your right. And, and so that's what I was doing. She's like, now, when you walk into that door on your right, I want you to tell me what you see. So I start describing the chair. I start describing that it was fuzzy, which turns out she, there was a blanket. There was a furry blanket on it. I started describing the bookshelf. I even started describing some of the things on the shelf that she would get up, grab it off the shelf and come show me. And I was like, oh my God. I even described that her window, her blinds were not all the way down on her windows and she had it pulled slightly up. So that after that session, I sat back and I had this moment of, oh my freaking word. That just happened. Like it took me a while to like register what just took place. But at the same time, it immediately dawned on me. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. It's, this is not just some, I'm not this like oh, special, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm special, whatever. But like, you know. <laughs> Any single one of us can do this. We all have the capabilities mm -hmm. of doing this. Mm -hmm. I mean, take it that there's a CIA, there's even a CIA well, document. And, about and, this. and what was interesting was the CIA document was released right around the same time that you did this session yeah. with your coach. And the, the CIA documents are called the Gateway Project, and I'll link those as well. But basically, it was like a 20, 30 year study of the government seeing if remote viewing is a plausible way of spying on other countries and corporations. And without a doubt, they were able to prove that this is a real thing that, you know, they, they had people um, remote viewing from, you know, San Francisco to, to Russia and in detail 
almost in a, you know, sometimes in a, like a blueprint accuracy of being able to describe the place and the building and, you know, the, the things inside of it. And, and I, I, what? <laughs> and this is the thing that like, Ooh, it fires me up because I'm just <laughs> like, when, when that came out and it was after my experience, it was so validating. I was yeah. like, look, we're not freaking crazy. We're not making this up. You know, this isn't just some woo woo thing that everybody has like thrown into this, like not everybody, but like the good pe chunk of people have put into a category of, okay, you know? Yeah. And it is something that is actually viable. It is, it is real. It is as real as you can possibly get it. And mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. are all these people just waking up to the fact that we have this ability within us and we can activate it whenever we feel like it. We just need to remember, need to yeah. learn. Uh, the the paper that I I read today, you know, the, that I'm also going to put down there. Um, you know, the the gentleman, one of the one of the people that wrote this was actually one of the people that was a co-founder of the CIA secret program. And so he even mentioned that from years of experience, people can quickly learn to do remote viewing and can frequently incorporate this direct knowing of the world, both present and future into their lives. So that right there is just saying that Joe Schmo can do it. You just have to put your... <laughs> Dude, it, I just remembered something. I just watched, I think it's on Peacock, the app. I can't remember. Is that a CBS station? I can't remember. NBC. Anyway, NBC. Okay. So oh. <laughs> it's called the Peacock app. And um, <laughs> Demi Lovato has like a four episode series. Uh, now she's doing like UFO hunting and stuff like that. Right. But like she actually learns in one session how to do remote viewing in one session wow like, yeah and and the, she shows the whole thing it was very i was like that's what i'm talking about right oh i'm gonna there. have to look that up i i didn't even yeah. realize that like i i want to practice this um yeah, I want to do this, but I can't do this with you because I know what's in your room. So I know uh, you're going to have to like go somewhere and not tell me where. And <laughs> well, what's it? so one of the things she she taught, she said to do if you want to practice this, this is a good um, example, is you can have somebody in another room move something or place something in another room. Mm -hmm. And then you just sit within that visualization and try and either describe what it is that you see, you can use your senses as well. Taste, touch, you know, emotion, you know, because that, that's one of the things within remote viewing that you can also do is mm. sense the emotional state of it. So if somebody is in another room and is constantly thinking about, you know, uh, relaxation, space, calm, you know, and then whatever those words that come to your head or that emotional state, you write that down. And so when you guys get back together, then you can say, you know, what is it that you wrote down in that emotional? So the remote viewing doesn't have to just be a visual. It can also be an emotional. It can be a smell. It can be a taste. It can be a touch, you know. Okay. Like so you remember our last episode, right? You know, incorporating play. Can we play with this? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's totally do that. That'd be so much fun. Yes, yes. So um, one thing that I, I, I just 
think is really interesting as well is that, you know, it talks about even, you know, Einstein and his, his understanding of space and time and, you know, mentioning that our consciousness is outside of that. It elevates beyond that. It's, you know, gosh, I, I love science. It's so fascinating, but (laughs) (laughs) basically mystics have been saying this for three, you know, millennia, but what Einstein ultimately came up with was that separation is an illusion and we are all in one in spirit or in consciousness. Yeah. And I think that's pretty profound to have a, you know, a scientist. I, I have agree. that revelation. I agree. And, and this is something that when I say I'm tapping into something or I, if I am doing even a, a reading for someone. And so mm-hmm. for those of you mm-hmm. that don't know that because that might be new information to you for some of our listeners. But yes, I, I have learned how to tap into consciousness that is not of my own. So that does include whether they are in a physical form or not. So when when I am tapping into that consciousness, though, usually the way it's experienced for me, and it could be different for everybody. There's no perfect way for this. So like I am... F- getting a, a personality, right? I, I feel, and I sense someone's personality, just like I would sense if I were to say, you know, I would like to, you know, ask if I asked my husband the question, what's my favorite ice cream, right? And I can already tell you the way his face would move, the way he speaks, the kind of tone he would have behind his voice and the personality that attached with it. It's a lot like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I get that kind of information in my, in my head And, and that in itself is almost just like, you're just connecting to the level of consciousness in which they're just directing into a very finite point in time in which they existed in that physical. So it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's very complex, uh, you know, when you think about it, but at the same time, when you learn how to do it, it becomes so fluid and so easy. And, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, wow, this is real. And I keep getting proven over and over again, because I still question it, right? Like I'm, I'm, I still have these moments of like, because again, I learned how to do this. I wasn't, born knowing how to do it right and learning that at 40 is anyway so (laughs) it 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 fascinates me because the the validation that i have received when uh and and hopefully you know she's cool with me telling talking about this but one of the people i was just randomly talking to i i started picking up this person's face right And there's details like they were pointing me to details of like the facial hair and this like smirk that they would do and and the way the cheek would like, you know, crescent when they smirk to the side. And like and then I I like immediately just like heard in my head, not not out loud, not hearing 1920, you know, and like um, and I was getting these like type of details, like a like a green beer bottle. like was just like a thought. These were thoughts that were just popping in my head. So I just decided to say. I'm just going to say what's coming to my head right now. I don't care if it sounds crazy. I'm going to like release that fear. Right. And so I just started saying it. And then I started hearing names 
And I said the name. And as soon as I said the name, you know, she like was like, what? And like got up, came back, showed me a picture of the person that I was just describing with the smile and the cheek indention and everything. Mm -hmm. And the picture was taken in the 1920s. <laughs> and the name was the exact name that I had just gave it given. And it was, and I get chills just talking about this because it's like, you can't get more validated than that. And that was the I, first time any, I've ever seen that, right? That's the first I, time someone showed me an actual photo of what I was just doing. We're, we're literally living in this like non-local spider web of energy of space and time, right? You know, where we're both the, the past and the future are, you know, tugging on or affecting the now. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I, I love that we are really exploring this and I am so excited about you developing your abilities and I will get there too. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like as much as I also want to make sure that I say, you know, being in the present, experiencing the present, there's a lot of reasons why we're here to do that. We're also still here to remember that connectivity that we all have, right? And that there is so much more than, than just the, you know, the everyday mundane things that we experience, the things that, you know, make us feel bad or, or hurt, you know, there, there's so much more than that. And, and when you start to learn, so if somebody asked me why, right, like, why would you want to continue down this path? Why would you want to learn these types of things? It, it has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do with the fact that like, there's people, there's people out there that are having these types of experiences that they don't understand. Like, they're like, what in the French toast? Am I crazy? Do I need to be put mm -hmm. on pills for this? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they think that there's something wrong with them um, or they're broken. Right. And, and so there's a lot of that has a lot to do with not fully being trained to understand or aware that, or yeah. aware that you can tap into streams of consciousness, mm -hmm. universal consciousness mm -hmm. beyond mm -hmm. that. And even impact other people's wellness, mm -hmm. you know, from, from far away or your own right. or your own. I mean, there, there's several studies listed in this where people experienced maybe not necessarily, uh, improved health, but they didn't have as negative or, 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 uh, they didn't decline like people in the control group or that they subjectively experienced a better outcome or, you know, even, even mm. quantitative information where they didn't go to the doctors as much. They didn't, you know, develop as many you know, communicable diseases or illnesses or, you know, secondary infections or hospitalizations or whatnot. And this is, this is scientific data. This is actual numbers data, you know, supporting this kind mm. of thing. And it's, it's shown over and over and over again to the point where like 20th century science is saying that, you know, our thoughts affect others, that we are all interconnected through our consciousness and we are never alone in experiencing, you know, the effects of our own thoughts and actions. I mean, okay. Whether or not you believe oh, wow. in you know, God creating the universe or believe in the big bang, right? 
I'm circling back around to that, that first experiment. If we all started, you know, at one point, right. Whether that was God or big bang, right. We all started as one and then right. The universe, all the stars and everything. Uh, but, but just like that twin photon experiment, you know, what happens with one of us is affecting the collective, which brings me back to the ability to heal, you know, uh, each other, you know, and I, 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 sure, woo, with love, you know, with the intention of love and healing. I just, I love this. Which is also part of your thoughts create your reality statements mm-hmm. that are said, mm-hmm. right? And mm, this probably is a different episode, but we can talk about the parallel realities that are all playing out in an infinite number and how you tap into that. And a lot of people call that, a lot of people perceive it as manifestation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in another episode. That's, that's mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually I want to read this little excerpt, right? Mindful of the non-local nature of our universe. It was conjectured that our healing intentions may achieve their goal by reaching backward in time to affect critical seed moments in alternate future pathways of the development of the illness. This suggests that early moments may be more liable or label and hence more susceptible avenues of change in intercessory distant healing. Therefore, the idea of backward causation, you know, Viewing your inner child, viewing yourself at the the point of trauma, viewing yourself at the initiation of illness or even before that, and and focusing, putting your intention towards healing those seated moments can affect the now and the future. Like, like, yeah. (laughs) Mind blown, mind blown. <laughs> now, now there's one other really cool study that I want to make sure that we mention before, you know, we, we close out. Cause this is a really exciting episode. And I know we could go on for a long Dude, time about just hours. like what mind blown. Hours. <laughs> um, but there was actually, uh, and, and this is just to further support that, you know, our intentions, our words, our thoughts, um, are impacting us at a cellular level and impacting others as well. Our bodies, right, are made of 60 to 70% of water. Okay. This oh, is a known I love fact. This study. Yeah. Yes. So there was a, a gentleman named Dr. Emoto who did several studies on water and the effects of words on water. And this was done, you know, 20 something years ago. So in the 1990s and there there's, there's, you know, several YouTube videos on this and, you know, we'll link our favorite and even, you know, one of the websites that, that discusses and shows different pictures of, um, the water and how the words affect it. So what they ended up doing was writing different words in all different languages and taping them to the outside of, uh, beakers of water, all the same type of water. And, uh, it, the words ranged from positive, you know, positive words, friendship, love, support, kindness, you know, connectedness to more negative words, uh, like anger, frustration, divisiveness, you know, other violent, you know, uh, aggressive words. And 
they freezed these beakers of water. And again, the words were in all different languages. And what they noticed with the frozen water is that with the positive affirmation type words, the loving natured words, is that this water, it froze in these beautiful symmetrical formations uh, that were like like crystalline and snowflakes and just these magnificent, you know, frozen structures. And the, the negative words, what happened was the, when it froze, what they saw was very erratic and just disorganized and disoriented almost. So it, it was showing that, you know, when we, when we have these positive affirmations, we are improving our uh, structure and function at a cellular level. Whereas these negative words are actually damaging and disorienting, creating imbalances or dis-ease throughout the body. And it just goes to show you that the words that you speak to yourself or think to yourself, the words you say to others or think of others, no matter the distance, are causing an impact, either positive or negative. So I want to bring up that golden rule do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. And I may have not stated that exactly, but whatever, you get the gist of it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Which is also why we talk about positive affirmations. (laughs) Yes, you read my mind. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Which is one of the epic reasons why our entire thing is called love always self. Self. Sorry, it's so exciting. Sorry, not sorry. I'm, I'm excited. We're pumped. Get on board. I love it. Ugh. All right. So. Uh, oh, we, my goodness. We, yes, yes. We, we, I, I nerd out a little bit, and I love it. This is exciting for me. And I can't wait to read more on this. I, I know our it, we're, we're still limited in our understanding, but we are not limited in our belief in our faith, in our knowing, our inner knowing. Yeah. So if you have more questions, I encourage you to check out these websites, check out these links, check out these studies and, you know, let us know if you have any other questions. Cause we like to deep dive too. Yes. And, and she's really good <laughs> at finding things out. <laughs> I'm all prove it. She's like, okay. And then the next thing I know, I have like a whole lot of things to look at. I'm like, yes, (laughs) it prove it. (laughs) So again, you know, everybody, you, 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 everybody, (laughs) you are all able and have these abilities, have these connections. It's just, are you willing to tap in? Are you willing to take the time, create the space? and be open. All right. (laughs) Any any last words, Shy Bear? (laughs) You know, it's taken quite a bit of removing the fear of judgment Mm -hmm. to to come out and and say, I have a psychic ability. I've learned how to be a psychic. I've learned how to do remote viewing. I've learned how to tap into consciousness that's not of my perceived own, right? Mm-hmm. 
it takes a lot of courage for me to say that a lot of trying really hard to remove the fear of it. It helps to understand from my perspective, the science behind the studies that have been done and peer reviewed that are associated with the things that I have learned thus far. And I feel like it's going to help others understand more where we come from that not necessarily only looking at it from a pure ah, moment, right? We are tapping into things just because we were curious and because we want to help. And that's literally where a majority of our basis is coming from, is from curiosity, wanting to learn more not only about ourselves, but help others do the exact same thing. And share as much of that knowledge and information as we possibly can. And we're excited to have every single one of these listeners, every single one of you viewer, viewers, and we can't wait to share more. <laughs> I so have so many you. other thoughts running through my head about like the, the different like um, uh, rules of thermodynamics and like, oh my gosh, energy, you know, like supporting energetic, you know, beings, <laughs> the fact that we are energy beings first and foremost, having a physical experience and not only that, but yes. thoughts and emotions are also energy. And we are constantly sharing that energy and shooting it out all over the place. <laughs> and again, <laughs> The first law of thermodynamics is that, you know, energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change. Boom. And so that energy, you know, the, the thought energy is, is being shared, is being distributed. And it's those that are tapping into that intuition, into the psychic abilities, into the collective consciousness that are willing to receive and um, communicate those pieces of information, those energetic the little energetic <laughs> thoughts that are bouncing around and the feelings and everything like that <laughs> little signs a little all right i think it wouldn't be us if we weren't silly you know <laughs> again don't forget to play right don't forget to play <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us and for loving us. And, you know, we just, we appreciate you guys so much. And we're so excited to just be here every week with you. And we, we just got warm fuzzies all the time. So we love you so much. And don't forget to love first, love last and love always. (laughs) We're going to get that right. One of these days. One of these days. Y'all have a great day. (laughs) Bye. Hey, listener. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always.
Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.